0: purple daily is daily vikings entertainment we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die i will ride with this group seriously man please and away we go yes and we we bring to you on this monday edition of purple daily breaking show news (gasps) what could it be breaking news news. (laughs) We'll avoid yes, uh, Declan's contract has voided. He oh. is now an unrestricted free agent. Oh. He will be going to another podcast. No, uh, we will give you that announcement and the latest on the Justin Jefferson situation after we talk about Quick Trip. Look at you ripping re- re- the Quick Trip look hoodie that. today. Look- There's a nice hoodie. Too. Can we buy it? I hate to put you on the spot, but can the we, are those available to buy? Like if you walk into a Quick Trip or is this like uh, exclusive?
1: I'll check with our guy, Matt. Okay. Matt will know because he he worked very hard. Double XL right here, I believe. This is thing is comfortable too. It's nice. It's very nice. So yeah, yes, it's nice, yeah. but you know what? It's only one of the one of the nice things that is uh, that is potentially at least until we find out for sure available from our friends at Quick Trip. But I got some good news because I can tell you what is available for sure, and that's the fact that Quick Trip just made meal time a whole lot easier with their new lower prices on all take home. Meals, I'm talking about stuff like a chicken, bacon, mac, and cheese, beef, stroganoff, uh, spaghetti, and meatballs. Meatloaf with mashed potatoes and gravy on a cold night. That's fantastic. Oh. There they are, all of the offerings right now. So if you're stopping to fill up on gasoline, the quality gasoline guarantee that Quick Trip has, guess what? Go inside, and you could take care of your needs for dinner. Again, as I keep saying, one-stop shopping. We're talking about a place here that serves as a go-to catch-all quick trip. They will not let you down. And those, uh, the prices on the meals are absolutely fantastic.
0: Bravo. Bravo, Judd. All right. You guys have been wondering for the last few weeks, are you doing a draft party? Are we going to do this thing for the, for the third year? So two years ago... We did our first annual Purple Daily Draft Party at Surly in the Brew Hall. So it was actually outside, yeah. and it was storming, and yeah. and cold. people were and people <laughs> My still showed up.
1: on fire, <laughs> yeah. Very nice of the fans to show up. We appreciated that.
0: Great venue. It was it was a fun time. Then the Vikings traded back twenty spots when it was sleeting and and freezing rain, uh, but it was a lot of fun. So we said, let's do it again. Park Tavern was the host last year. And we thought, okay, this is going to be great because we've got, we've got that back bar reserved. And it, it, it was great, by the yep. way. And the outdoor area, and you can spill over into the bowling lanes. And we said, draft starts at 7, 5 o'clock, doors open, right? But people showed up at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and just sat in the other bar area. It was packed by like 5.15, and people were turned away. In fact, there was people that filled another bar down the street too, so we greatly appreciate that. It was a blast. But this year we went in and said we should do it again for sure because it's kind of become our favorite event of the year. But we probably need a bigger venue. And so here's our announcement
1: The draft. Best time of the year, dude. I enjoy some of this more than the actual games.
0: <laughs> well, if you're a Vikings fan, for sure. Football. And that puts the Vikings on the clock with the 11th overall pick. The Vikings are on the clock, hey. and we will select. He is way, way, way better than people think. And if the Vikings got him at eleven, it would be a grand slam. <handmade clarinet solo> boom! Boom! Goal! Boom, boom! Boom! Goal! Boom! Boom! Goal! Boom! Boom! Goal! Boom! Boom! Goal! Boom boom, boom! boom! boom Goal!
1: The Minnesota Vikings select, 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 select,
0: select. The Fillmore, April twenty fifth, Minneapolis, one of the premier concert venues in the entire Twin Cities, and we are super pumped to go big. Get the flag. The flag is waving.
1: That's right. I don't care if it's February.
0: But yeah, the Fillmore, we'll have more details later in probably this month. I would say in like a week or two, we'll have information about. So admission is going to be free. This is a free celebration of Vikings football, the Purple Daily Draft Party. We will announce information about how you can get your free tickets and even a VIP package that's available too. Uh, But boys, this has become our biggest and most fun event of the year. And uh, we couldn't be more excited to take it to the Fillmore in Minneapolis for night one of the draft,
1: it's going to be fantastic. How much fun is that? Because that, that—that's a great place. And you're right, Surly was great. Park Tavern, our partners there were great. But like this yes. will be a one where thank we... you to both of them, by the yes. way. Like, but we will not be turning people away here. It's going to be fantastic. There's a bar that that we actually frequented last week ourselves. That is great. Like this is the this is the quick trip of draft parties because it's one stop shopping. It's not everything you need. <laughs> it's the it's the
0: federated of draft parties. Exactly it's great. Right. But there's also, you know, there's giant parking ramps on both sides of the block and even a couple blocks down the street. So parking's not an issue. There's literally a hotel and we'll have more information. A hotel above the Fillmore, too, and hotels all over the place. So in terms of getting down there and parking, obviously uh, lodging is going to be pretty plentiful all over the place. But we'll have more information. We are looking forward to seeing as many of you as possible at this draft party, April 25th at the Fillmore. So, all right, boys, let's talk about the latest Justin Jefferson developments here. And I think we can just start with the Mike Florio nugget and then take the conversation wherever we want to go. But Mike Florio believes one of the main reasons why the Vikings and Jefferson have not come to a deal yet, even going back to like last off season when They were reportedly very close the eve of the first game of the season. Mike Floria believes the sticking point is a policy from Vikings ownership about guaranteeing more than one year on new contracts for non-quarterbacks. His claim, report, or theory is that the Wilfs have a rule against including full guarantees on future years. They made an exception for Kirk Cousins in 2018, but they don't want to do so again. That's the story at least. What do you think of this?
1: Well, first of all, I think there's a ton to break down here Um, because it makes sense that this would be the type of sticking point because it doesn't make sense that there is a sticking point of we're not going to pay you. A, a, because, I mean, I think the certain, you know, unless he's looking to exceed Bosa by a ton, we all expect that Justin Jefferson is going to be the highest paid, I think non-quarterback in the league come opening day 2024. But this makes sense based on structure. And I think it was Tyler Fornes on Purple Access with us a couple of weeks ago that threw out the theory that he thought Jefferson was shooting for a three-year contract and the Vikings were shooting for five, which also made sense. This one, though, so I think when we're talking about this, the thing to keep in mind is this is not that the Wills won't guarantee money into the second or th- third year of a contract because they've done that before. Like this is now here's my question is Florio not saying it, but implying at least through this, that Justin Jefferson's camp is looking for the cousins contract in, in terms of a complete guarantee, because when the Vikings to go back to that in 2018, when the Vikings guaranteed Kirk's entire, I think it was three year, $84 million contract at the time. If you guys recall, that was the first time in the league history that had ever been done. Mm-hmm. Nobody get ever because you always get guarantees in the contract. You get a certain amount. In fact, we, we've talked about that, Phil, for years, which is never look at the terms of the contract. Look at the guarantees.
0: And there's like guarantees for injury, but exactly. they're look they're looking for full guarantees, right?
1: If that well, if that's what he is saying, if that's what to me, it's a little bit. I can't decide if Florio knows this a 1,000%. If he has an idea, was told something, and is working off of that. But it would explain, if he's trying to get a fully guaranteed contract for a non-quarterback, and it's even rare for a
0: quarterback,
1: that would cause some problems. That would cause a hang-up. Do you
0: think, like, is this all just chatter in the wind? That, hey, the season's over, and the combine is still a couple weeks away, and there's just... There's a dead period of transactions here. There's no reason why these two sides would agree to a deal tomorrow, right? There, you, there's there got to be a leverage point somewhere. Are we just like, like the Mike Florio stuff? Are we just sort of, you know, bored here during the lull and coming up with reasons why this deal isn't going to get done? Or do you believe there's real danger here, danger in the water that the Vikings and Justin Jefferson are going to remain apart enough that there's a different solution to this that involves a trade or something?
1: I think something's going on. I I don't know if danger, if, if it is danger yet, but I think that there's definitely something going on based on the fact, well, two things. First of all, as we keep talking about with Doogie, this thing theoretically should have been done on opening day last year. The other thing is we know for a fact that the Vikings traditionally do not drive a hard bargain to keep their own players. Like, how many contracts have we seen done in training camp on the eve of the the season? I'll go back to, I think it was 2012 or so, when Peterson's contract, or 11, when Peterson's contract got done, Then I think it was the day before the Vikings opened the season against, at the time, the San Diego Chargers. So, this is not a Vikings-like thing to be like, well, we're not going to pay our own guys. But the other thing that I will point out is this. And... I think it's a fairly important topic right now. Do you guys realize how little we know realistically about how, um, not the Wilfs, but about how Quasi Dolph Mansa operates as a GM? If you look at it, he gave the interview to USA Today in approximately May or June of 2022, in which he used the term it's dangerous to go full rams Rams. don't don't want to go full rams and basically rightfully so said kirk cousins is a really good quarterback but he ain't brady and mahomes and those are the type of guys that, that win super bowls however you don't want to blow up a team with a quarterback because that's the most dangerous position like that so those things were pretty damn candid since then and i think he got talking to by a lot of people he has told us basically nothing he has also not done a lot as far as he did the Hawkinson trade. Um, he's had a couple of drafts, one awful, one, you know, got at least two productive players from six. But other than that, we don't know a lot. So I so I will say this. I think everything, Cousins, Jefferson, all of those things deserve monitoring. But at the end of the day, I would be surprised if it's the Wilfs throwing up the roadblock and everyone else saying, let's get this done. I feel like there's more to this story it's worth keeping an eye on for sure um and it does seem odd from the vikings perspective it did not get done last september
0: but there is to your point about kwacy he came out and he said what he said to usa today a year and a half ago more than a year and a half ago now and then immediately tried to like kind of he had to like walk it back apparently he had to walk it back behind the scenes to some people that i think he may have even talked to the rams just to be like "Ah." by the way going full rams Let's go down that path for a second. The Rams going full Rams got them a Super Bowl, a one-year like, oh, we're bad for a second, and then now they're right back to being better than the Vikings, and they've got all sorts of, you know, they've got more cap space to play with than they did a couple years ago, whatever. But here's my question. There does seem to be, on the Wilf side of things, there seems to be a way in which they like to operate. It's a very sort of conservative approach to, hey, we we can't make a bold move here. A bold move would be not knowing who our quarterback is going to be, or getting back into a drafting a quarterback situation. Like they view that as really risky, right? They don't want to. They don't want to go away from being relevant. Do we know that Quasey Because we don't know anything. Like to your point, we don't know. We don't, like it's been a year and a half since he's spoken candidly. How do we know that Quasey isn't sitting there right now in his office thinking to himself, "Oh boy." I know the path to winning a Super Bowl isn't paying Kirk Cousins $40 million and paying a wide receiver $35 million. But how do I explain that to my bosses? Do you think he's sitting there, like all of us, Vikings fans, media, we're sitting here saying, yo, you got to get the deal done. It's Justin Jefferson, right? He's so good. He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's right there with Randy Moss as the greatest wide receiver in franchise history. You wouldn't. You wouldn't dare not cave in to his wishes and get a deal done, right? Mm-hmm. But Quasey's responsibility isn't to make Justin Jefferson happy and to guarantee Justin Jefferson the most money in the history of any non-quarterback. Quasey's objective is to win a Super Bowl. In theory, right? Yeah. Is paying... I'm just going to throw this out, all right? We've kind of touched on this and we've tap danced around it. And I think I want Justin Jefferson back even at like $34 million a year, I think. But do we know that that's the right big-time chess move to make and a step to take to win a Super Bowl? Like, is paying Justin Jefferson 34 or $35 million a year, 15% of your salary cap to one player that's not a quarterback, is that the right step for winning a Super Bowl? I think it's a worthwhile question. It's a worthwhile question. I would say
2: him lurking in the shadows here is actually a good thing. I, I, don't, I don't need, and I'm not blaming you guys, and I'm not insinuating that you guys are saying this either. I don't need the GM to really be out there full frontal, at the podium all the time, answering all these questions. I don't necessarily need that. They also have a darling in Kevin O'Connell who is really good at what he does, and he can go up there and say what he can. You know, Kirk can do what he does too, but I think his bigger chess move right now is figuring out Kirk and Daniil. Those are options one and two. Those are on the to-do list, on Croisi's to-do list. Those are obviously one and two. And Justin Jefferson is a very close third thing on that. How do I extend him? What's my future with Justin Jefferson? I do believe when you add all of that up when it's possibly saying goodbye to Kirk, saying goodbye to Neil, saying maybe even trading away Justin Jefferson. That is a hard decision to then sell, to Phil's point, to your bosses. They can't do all of this. They won't, in my opinion, do all they're of not, this.
0: No, they're not saying goodbye to all three. Yep. Like yeah, but correct. they might say goodbye to one or two.
2: Yes, and that's what he's trying to manage. That's what he is trying to manage. Which one do I say goodbye with? Because I, there's no chance he can go present that plan and say, give me the green light because I'm doing this regardless. He won't do that.
1: So what I think, though, is is going to be so fascinating about the next approximately two months is this. Because I, I agree with Dex. And look, GMs, for the most part, don't tell you crap. And Rick Spielman did his best to double talk. I mean, Rick Spielman would say a ton of words, and you would never know. But you know what? Eventually, he had his tells. Like, this is these ne- these next two months for Kwesi are going to be his tells. Like, we're going to know come May 1st, we're going to know a ton more about where he leans towards what he wants to do, right? And so do I think that there's a chance that he's going that that he wants to present a plan that the wolves are like, whoa, what's this? Yes, absolutely. And you know what? Rick Spielman, I think, would have had Jefferson done by now. I really do. So, do I now think the Wolves are like, whoa, 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 you can't do that? I don't know, but I certainly would be a little bit surprised. Now it depends if he's trying to get a fully get guaranteed contract and the league is saying, don't do, you know, what are you doing? This is going to screw it up for everyone, but that's way behind the scenes. I have no idea. That's that, that's, that's what well, you're going to, you're going to have to, I'm not doing, right you're
0: going to have to guarantee more than a year or two oh, years right. guarantee but, to get Justin Jefferson. But are we
1: talking about like a, like a four-year contract fully get guaranteed, which is unprecedented for a player outside of quarterback. We don't know. But the fact, but here's here's what we're going to learn. We're going to learn exactly where Quasi values things and what he wants to do when it comes to cousins, when it comes to Hunter, and ultimately Justin Jefferson as well. But what I think is going to be so intriguing about this is, you know, Quasi Delvemanto wasn't hired to be Rick. Like if Rick, Rick wouldn't have been fired then. So there is clearly a different thought process that's going to come up. So to answer your question, Phil, I think the answer is we don't know. There could be a chance. And and we don't know, too. I said last week that reports sort of indicated to me that I'm a little bit concerned. Is there a plan here? Like, are they hoping to keep Kirk or have they internally decided we're keeping him or we're not? My only hope is that there is a definite plan in place. And for all we know behind the scenes, they have said, you know what? Kirk's gone.
0: But they need to figure that out. That's a, like we should we should come back to that. Let's let's come back to the Kirk thing. I have one I have one more question for you guys on Jefferson. Sure. And I think I agree with Declan in that the immediate priority list based on deadlines and based on you know the the mechanics of when the void year like when a contract voids for Kirk Cousins and Daniil Hunter, that's in less than a month. So you have to make decisions on those guys. Jefferson's under contract. So like you can you could get a deal done with him. After the first and second wave of free agency, you could you could get that deal done sometime in the summer. maybe it goes up to training camp and he holds out for a minute. There's not like an urgent deadline to get a Justin Jefferson deal done unless you wanted to trade him before right. this year's draft. if you thought hey there's he's asking for, he just he doesn't want to be here, he's asking for too much or he's mad about the quarterback situation. So I do agree with that, but here's another Jefferson question. I just went back and looked. At the division round teams, the teams that made it to the second weekend, those are teams that are usually representing the best collection of NFL teams in today's NFL. You get to that second weekend, then the championship round, then the Super Bowl, right? If you look at their wide receiver situations, my question is, do the Vikings need Justin Jefferson? I know that he's the centerpiece of what you're doing right now, right? He's your most explosive offensive weapon. You know he is the main reason why your offense is sort of borderline top ten, but we're not we're not hanging banners for being like the tenth ish best offense we're We're looking to hang an actual banner at some point. How important is a wide receiver making by the way the money that he's about to make if they sign him to this contract? How important is that piece to winning a Super Bowl or going deep in the playoffs? If you look at the teams this year, it's really interesting. the chiefs best wide receiver was a second-round draft pick, Rasheed Rice, from SMU, that basically emerged at the end of November and became their... Now, Travis Kelsey is their best pass catcher, and I get that. But Travis Kelsey makes about 40% of the money that Justin Jefferson's going to make because he's a tight end, not a wide receiver. It's, it's more economically sound to have a tight end that's your number one pass catcher than a wide receiver. The 49ers had two very good wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel broke the bank a couple years ago. Uh, but neither one of those guys is on the level of Justin Jefferson as a focal point pass catcher. Those guys are really good route runners. They're kind of trinket players. They're really good blockers. They're good all-around football players. But they, they, the Niners don't have a Justin Jefferson on their team, right? The Buffalo Bills have Stefan Diggs, highly paid, highly productive. But their season took a turn for the better when they de-emphasized Stefon Diggs' role. His last 100-yard game was October 15th. His last 90-yard game was October 15th, and they got better as the season went on, de-emphasizing Stephon Diggs' targets, emphasizing spreading the ball around, running the ball more, et cetera, right? And he might get traded this offseason. The Baltimore Ravens' number one wide receiver was Zay Flowers, a rookie who caught 77 passes for 850 yards. They spread the ball around. Isaiah Likely, you get one over here. Odell Beckham Jr., you're not in your prime anymore, but you're going to catch a couple passes. Bateman. Flowers spreading the ball around mobile quarterback. Yep. Mark Andrews before the injury. Yep. Now the Lions had a Monra St. Brown. He's a dude. That that's one of the best five or six receivers in the NFL. Right. Some Lions fans will tell you he's actually better than Justin Jefferson, which is ridiculous. So the Lions definitely are like wide receiver centric in that regard. Mm -hmm. The Texans Mm -hmm. made the divisional round. CJ Stroud turned Nico Collins, a third round pick from like three years ago, into a twelve hundred yard wide receiver. It wasn't the other, it wasn't like Nico Collins was elevating C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud came in and turned a 400-yard receiver into a 1,200-yard wide receiver. And then the Packers, the Packers had no wide receivers over 800 yards. They just had a bunch of cheap, young, talented guys running around as equal options. So I just, I want Justin Jefferson back, but I want the Vikings to build a Super Bowl roster and so I'm more conflicted now than I've been at any point in this conversation. I'll just put that out there. I need to know a lot more about what he's asking for.
1: Like if he is looking for a fully get guaranteed contract, I think you do have a problem, but I don't know that for sure. And I will say it makes whoever is going to be your quarterback's life a lot easier to have Jefferson. Now, can I devote a huge portion of my salary cap to him? Okay. Well then then my question is can you draft well because like you can't miss on drafts well the draft is random well yeah but you gotta but look at the teams that you're talking about and and like the chiefs draft incredibly well san francisco seems to draft very well so if you can compensate for signing jefferson by consistently hitting on draft picks that is going to help you a lot Uh, but I need to know way more about what's really transpiring here contractually. Because there would be some places where I think you would legitimately draw a line and say we can't do that. We're sorry. And and I don't know who would. That's the thing too, is if, if you take uh Jefferson to market and he really is asking for a fully guaranteed contract, the team, the trades for him is gonna have to know exactly what he wants. Because there'll be a lot of teams that say no, we can't.
0: A but lot don't you of teams. like but you kind of know what like I know you said you want to know what Jefferson wants, but you kind of know what he wants. He wants yeah, the most money.
1: Fully guaranteed, though, is way different than the most. If, if he wants to be paid more than Bosa, I'll talk about it. If he wants that all guaranteed, that's setting a precedent that is that the league will deem to be extremely dangerous.
0: Right, but you just answered your own question. He wants as much guaranteed money as possible. So the, the question is, and he doesn't have to accept the Vikings' offer he could go i mean they could franchise him in 2 years so they they could go down and do that dance but right he could I think if he were to say guys i'm not resigning they would look to trade him so so to me the question is do you however many years are guaranteed like you're going to pay Justin Jefferson more money than any non quarterback or would you rather get two first round picks back and that salary cap space and i know that it's people are going to hammer me for this even asking this question it's Justin Jefferson Okay, but how many teams in NFL history with a wide receiver as the centerpiece of the entire organization and or a non-elite quarterback as the centerpiece of the organization making a bunch of money are real actual Super Bowl threats?
1: And this is where trading him, though, if this is the problem, becomes an issue. You're not going to maximize. You're not going to get nearly as much back as we, we think right now because the team that trades for him is going to know exactly what he wants. So they're not, go- they're not going to say, we'll send you two first-round draft picks and then sign him to a contract that you guys won't, because the Vikings aren't dumb. Like, this is the problem. If he really is asking for what Florio says and you try to trade him, you're not going to get nearly as much as we think right now because that contract is not palatable to anybody. They might do it, but they're not going to then give you the farm. That's so the thing is the dance here. I need to know more about what the actual dance is. I can see him dancing, but I can't hear the tune. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. You know, they're they're so you have, embraced. You have TikTok on mute. You can just you can see the dance,
0: but you yeah, but can't I can't hear, hear the dancing.
1: music. And <laughs> like I'm like, what's the music? What are you playing? Like, is it Air Supply?
0: It's definitely not Air Supply. <laughs> <laughs> Air Supply. It's definitely not Air Supply.
1: Lost in Love?
0: Nope. It's definitely not that.
1: Because if it's Air Supply, then I'm all in. Maybe. I didn't know you were such an Air Supply guy. Gin
2: Blossoms, what other what other bands are Judd, replacements? Judd Loves. Well, hold on. First of all, Gin
1: Blossoms. Air Supply was in my era, dude. Grade school, the eighties. So yeah, I'm a big <laughs> Air Supply guy. Okay. <laughs> wow. speed R- Speedwagon also right in my wheelhouse.
0: I feel like if you're claiming the eighties as your musical era, I don't know that like Air Supply makes the Mount Rushmore.
1: I think it does for it. You know what? It comes pretty close for me personally because that's when I was in grade school. But yeah, like if I was to do it now, no. No, but from that, but from grade
0: school, Judd was just jamming out to I'm All Out of Love.
1: Yeah. 12 year old Judd. uh, Yeah.
2: If, if you go full circle with our Jeff, Jefferson conversation, Judd wasn't willing to pay the top 480 Mount Rush. But he wanted a reasonable, affordable yeah.
0: 80s band. He wasn't yep. willing to over- you know what? pay for one. And you know what? You can win the Super Bowl with an air supply. Yes, making reasonable money. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm all out of love. Okay.
0: Before Judd sings more, uh, the Kirk Cousins conversation. And we have a hard count to get to as well here. Mm-hmm. But this is... Becoming a very interesting game of of chicken, I guess, between the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Because he keeps doing, and it's been like a few days since he's done one of his like uh, international Sky Sports interviews. Can someone check on Kirk? Because he hasn't done a national or international interview in like five days. Is he okay? But if he takes this to free agency, the Vikings probably then lose out on Daniil Hunter, right? So... How far do the Vikings take this? Do they literally wait on Kirk until he gets to go talk to Falcon Steelers Raiders? And then on March 18th or March 20th, the Vikings are just like a, it's like the bachelor bachelorette. The Vikings are just one of the teams that are waiting for that rose, right? Or do you somehow, do you somehow set a deadline? But the thing is like, if you're Kirk, this is where Kirk has the Vikings by the cojones. There's nothing the Vikings can offer Kirk outside of blowing away whatever he would get on the market to get him to sign in five days from now or by the end of February, right? But the quicker they can get a decision on him as the main puzzle piece here, then they can start focusing on, okay, Daniil Hunter. Okay, you know, where does where do these external free agents fit in? Can, can we afford a Christian Wilkins? Can we afford a Matawike, one of these interior guys, right? So, What do you make of where things stand right now? The longer we wait on Kirk, the less certainty you have trying to build the rest of your roster. And then if Kirk signs and Daniil's gone and some of the other, like, do you not have an edge rusher? Where's your defense at? It's, I think the sooner they can make a decision on this, both parties, the better it's going to be for the Vikings.
1: So I've given this a ton of thought because all of the things that you just said make perfect sense. If they didn't make a decision on Kirk last March, shame on them because first of all you cannot allow kirk to uh go seek at least legally now at the combine the tampering's fine but once the acceleration of the dead money 28 and dollars approximately around march 13th hits if you're the vikings and you bring them back you should probably all be fired because you literally are now going to be paying Dead money to a guy who you're also paying money to. It makes zero sense. But, look, the thing with Kirk is this. Are you really, like, and and I don't know this, but are you really going to now bring him back after last March when you could have got a deal done? Uh, say, uh, now saying, well, you know what? I guess we don't have a better option. Like, I, I guess we don't. I guess we can't do that. I, I've just... I don't know that it's a game of chicken because I think that there's a fighting chance that, that without us knowing it, obviously, publicly, the Vikings veered off the road. Like, the game of chicken is done. Kirk's still going straight ahead, but he's headed for nothing because the Vikings have made their decision. And if they haven't, I think we have a real problem. Like, the more I think about this, and yes, you know what, if the right contract I would bring Kirk back because he's not bad at but what he But why would he
0: sign the right contract exactly. for that's, you before he tests right. the market?
1: Right. And so last March when you said, you know what, Kirk, we're good. Which, just to be very, very clear, I respect. Like, somebody made a decision finally, which is great. And the decision was not like, ah, the safety blanket's here. Let's bring the safety blanket back. So if somebody said, you know what, this is going to be it. We're going to try and win. And, and we know what Kevin can do with Kirk. But if you guys really process this, and we don't know a lot here, doesn't it make sense it's done?
0: It makes all the sense.
1: So, like, yes. what are you doing if it's not done? Are you really desperate? Like, you you dump the girl, and now you're going back the next March and being like, ah, I couldn't really find but better. Y-
0: you know what you're doing? You're, you're, you've basically told him, okay, for a year now, this is our stance. We'd love for you to come back on our terms. If you don't want to come back on our terms, that's fine. But these are our terms. And, and I guess I commend the Vikings, too, because they haven't they clearly haven't changed their terms much since the last time they talked a year ago or during the summer, whenever the last time they negotiated was. Where I would lose respect for the Vikings now is if they out of desperation. Oh, God, yeah. Blinked in this game of chicken in the next couple of weeks and said, OK, we don't want we don't want you to hit the market. OK, if you're not going to do it on our terms, then OK, then what what's your term? OK, right. three years guaranteed bring it full circle from six years ago something else to watch by the way in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw this over the weekend russell wilson and sierra put their house in denver on the market oh yeah because obviously signs are pointing toward they're leaving their family would kirk and julie put their house on the market as sort of a you know a signal flare sometime in the next couple weeks Oh, I I hope they do because the, the house show. on the market is always like the biggest teller. Yeah. Right oh out. man, yeah, it's listed.
1: It's how the cousin's house is listed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, I I could see that, but I just I would lose so much respect for the, the Vikings if they did the second scenario that you just outlined, which is oh my god, we really didn't have a plan. No matter what your plan is, like you are there to go back to the Jefferson conversation. Yes, some of these players are great, but there are definitely certain blueprints to build a Super Bowl team, and there are definitely ways to just essentially, for lack of a better term, tread water, and bringing Kirk back out of desperation, right, would feel like exactly that. So, if the Vikings really don't have a plan, they should be hammered, but let's just say for a second that they do, then they might be playing this perfectly because you know they're not going to come out and say well kirk is gone here you know kirk is done here to your point i think phil last week you, you do that now you're sort of compromised now if you're trying to sign a guy it becomes harder now if you are uh, gonna draft a guy try to trade up it becomes more difficult so there are definitely reasons to play poker here if you're the vikings but if you are now going to then say well we really didn't have a plan then what's Kwezy doing?
0: and i'll i'll just my final thought on this until we, i'm sure there's going to be more crumbs being dropped in the next couple of weeks here is i think a lot of fans hope and expect that kirk deniel and jefferson all sign big extensions to come back and they 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 get that core nucleus back together and they go and they nail the 11th overall pick or whatever it is and they run it forward and i'm here to say i don't think there's any way all three of those guys come back. And I think it would be almost impossible to win a Super Bowl in the next three years if you're paying all three of those guys at or near the top of their market. The only thing that that could, I think, plausibly bring those three guys all back and leave some room to keep building out the roster, not to just get to the playoffs, but like on a Super Bowl level, is if Kirk came to his senses for the first time in his career and said, you know what? We've made enough. We're not going to play for nothing, but I'm not going to test the market reasonably, Vikings. What will it take? Like, I need to make at least 25 here, OK? Tom Brady made 25 a couple years ago. I need to make 25. Yeah, but if he says, I'll sign a two-year contract at 60 million dollars total, the first year's guaranteed, and then I'll, I'll prove it beyond that. That would be the most team-friendly thing you could possibly do, but at no point in his entire career. Going back to Washington, has he done the team friendly thing, right? He's always pushed for the max amount of money within well, a within a few million dollars here and there.
1: And the the thing about that is if that was going if that was going to be the plausible scenario, it's last March. Like look at every response that Kirk has talked about when when he talks about this uh potential negotiation with the Vikings. It's all very much um i think cloaked in i was sort of done wrong here again and by the way that that it's kirk's platform like if kirk was to run for office his platform is you done me wrong
0: everyone else is letting me down dude
1: it's yeah. a country song but and he's not wrong at times it's a fourth round draft pick right he was franchised twice by a team that could have said here's a long term contract you're our guy you've proved yourself washington did not not once but twice mm-hmm. he comes here gets the bag after by the way using the jets the very wise pawn to drive up the price here
0: but the team did me wrong because the head coach didn't really like me and the exactly and i'm not even
1: criticizing him right now this is not kirk slander this is not kirk bashing it's how he operates it's how he operates so you're telling me now after being in his mind insulted by the guys that uh just to be clear here didn't sign him originally this is not spielman so after being insulted by them he's good he's going to go back and say i'll take a discount to stay when he seemingly has no real ties here yeah so yep. i it just to me i would not be surprised the more thought i give this if a decision ha- has been made by at least one side here if not potentially from what we just talked about both sides
0: yep so as always we'll keep monitoring the situation it's interesting
1: here. stuff though it's it's literally going to i the more that this Transpires, I really think that when Quasi is I either potentially holding a Lombardi Trophy or walking out the door, that March of twenty four and April of of twenty four are going to have played a huge role in deciding that.
0: A hundred percent agree. We have a hard count on the horizon and a mock here presented by our friends at Federated, which was named a couple months ago one of the ten best employers in the state of Minnesota by Forbes. So it's a great place to work, and it's a great place to partner with if you are a business. Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making. And as a business owner, you might be wondering, how can I prevent risks? How can I just have a better grasp on the day-to-day risk management plan at my company? And that's where Federated comes in with over 100 years of experience federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours and over at zerores they are deep cleaning the houses of score north listeners when you ask for the score north special zerores will give you three rooms zeroresified starting at just 119 dollars and a free hallway and this month take 75 dollars off when you get your air ducts zerores clean 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com say you want the score north special Spell it forward or backwards, it spells the same. Zero res. Everybody, hold your water. Ready? What's up? Balls, balls, balls. Yeah. Triple shot. Balls, green 18. Green 18. 10. All right, the hard count where we go around the NFL and uh, football world and even outside of the football world here with some hard hitting, fast paced questions. Let's start with this one. Do you think this is a good idea? So Athletes First and now Drew Rosenhaus's agencies, two of the biggest sports agencies in the country, have instructed their draft picks to not take part in what used to be the Wonderlick. It's now the S2 cognitive test. It's a different type of like mental makeup test. These two agencies are saying, hey, no, enough of this. These test scores get leaked. CJ Stroud had a low one, didn't really impact his draft stock. Maybe he would have gone number one, but he still got drafted number two. Uh, But do you think this is a good idea? Telling clients, telling college players, don't even take it. Screw it. Absolutely. I love this. And here's why.
1: When it comes to on-field stuff, you know, pro days and stuff, scout up and down. Man, you scout up, up and down. And meeting with players is, I think, okay. But beyond that, I will always go back to this. How prepared, really, are teams to analyze data like this? Analytics are only useful to those who understand them. And and data is only useful to those who comprehend it. And you literally have football people and maybe an outside source psychoanalysis place of some sort, right? Looking at these scores, interpreting them, trying to mean what they mean. And one thing sports people don't seem to get, or I shouldn't say across the board, that's not fair. One thing some sports people don't seem to get is that book smart interpretation of things in a classroom setting does not cannot mean jack when it comes to what a guy can process athletically on a field i've always said this i have met some really dumb people who are brilliant athletes and so i want to take away as much as possible from you thinking you're smart you know i mean spielman was a victim of this how many times well christian ponders christian ponders really book smart christian Ponder was a really smart guy phil we both Talk to him, we both know that. Christian Ponder, I guarantee you, in the setting of a classroom, could process something like that. Put him on the field, very, very different. Mm -hmm. So do I I think that it is wise to take away tools that I believe a lot of teams probably don't understand or use correctly? Yes, I love this. It's overdue.
2: Yeah, it's a silly test. In fact, Dave Tepper's reason for taking Bryce Young is because Bryce Young aced the test and CJ Stroud bombed the test. So... That was a big reason why the Panthers ended up picking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, and then other guys like like Brock Purdy. He had a really good S two test. Now he was the last pick in the draft, uh, but it, it's a it's a silly test for me too. So I'm I'm good with athletes not wanting to take this. I don't think it really matters. Um, you know, I, I love the scene in Miracle where Herb gives all these tests to the players, and then just Jim Craig, the goalie, who thinks it's silly, and so he throws them in the trash. And then he uses that as motivation. Like, I want to see the kid in the net who didn't want to take the damn. I want to see the quarterback who didn't want to take the S2 test. I have the same philosophy there. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's a good thing. If you want to skip the test, skip the test.
0: I'm, I'm only in favor of this if it helps a quarterback fall to the Vikings that wouldn't otherwise have fallen to the Vikings. I don't know how that's going to work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't impact C.J. Stroud. I think it's just, like Declan said, A guy, if if you're I haven't looked at the test from last year, but like if Brock Purdy from two years ago, if he had a really high score, well, clearly teams didn't value that very much or he would have gone higher than the last pick in the draft. It's just one of a million different data points. So I don't know if this is going to shake things up, but it is funny that now is where we're going to draw the line. We're drawing the line now. Athletes first in Drew Rosenhouse. Okay, this is from listener Taylor Norland. He says, okay, you get one season of being an NFL quarterback. Would you rather, A, be the Super Bowl MVP making Brock Purdy money, or B, be the reason why the Vikings choke in the NFC Championship game again but make Kirk Cousins money? So would you rather you you win the Super Bowl MVP but you make... Brock Purdy money, which is, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty good money for like.
1: And I'm gonna get paid eventually, but I'm not yep. being paid right now. Yeah, endorsements. Uh, Kirk, I'm I'm Kirk, baby. Oh, wait, what? I'm, I'm being paid like Kirk, right? That that was
0: door yeah. door all yeah. oh, Yes. Oh yeah, no. I'm but Kirk. you fail miserably in a big spot. I, I'm
1: Kirk. I, I'm rich. I don't <laughs> care. I'm one. just like Kirk. I'm I, look. I'm rich. People like me. I'm popular on Netflix. Yeah. I'm 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 taking Kirk.
0: I, I, I'm taking Purdy, man, because yeah. you're going to make a lot of money off of the Super Bowl win that you just had in this hypothetical situation, right?
2: Plus endorsement deals. Like, it's not like you're just locked into the, right, like but what if the league I'm, minimum salary.
1: But what if I'm uh, playing in my first game of 2024? Then I just won a Super Bowl and my leg buckles and I go, Teddy, see,
0: I got my Kirk payday here. I'm Kirk. I mean, Teddy still made a lot of money playing football, right?
1: I know, but you know much more Kirk made, you're and it was all a, guaranteed.
0: Such a money grubbing. He's a uh, Hall
1: of Fame negotiator. Why am I gonna? I'm not gonna. You're spur such him. a
0: hypocrite. You've spent the, you've <laughs> yes, spent the entirety geez. of oh, this am. show for four years. I am clowning on Kirk <laughs> Cousins for yeah. being a Hall of Fame negotiator. Yeah. Don't you want to just win oh, football hold on, no, games? I Don't never you want to win that. a championship? I said he should go into Canton. I said he should go and His agent should be in... In the, the, the minute we give you the same exact... By the way, like be yeah. the reason why the Vikings choke in the NFC Championship game again. Like They haven't even gotten that far. Oh, you know Kirk what what I gets would gets the bag.
1: If I'm Kirk, absolve me, okay? I mean, this should be changed to Wild
0: Card round, not NFC Championship And look at my game.
1: defense. I mean, <laughs> it's not Judd's fault. You can't blame Judd.
0: Okay, question three. This is from... This is from the three of us off mic last week. Is there a temperature limit for it being acceptable to eat (laughs) salads? So last week off microphone, Declan took issue with Judd and me going into the Hubbard cafeteria to get the strawberry chicken salad with little shaved almonds, right? Declan scoffed at us. Delicious. (laughs) You can't eat a strawberry chicken salad in February. It's too cold. It's too, it's too cold. Is there an acceptable temperature? Who's right, Declan or us?
2: Well, I'm obviously right. There, they, There's no business to be having a strawberry salad with 30-mile-an-hour wind chill or gusts that are going on. No, 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 no. You need you need a— You're a, not a,
0: sitting outside <laughs> eating it, dude. <laughs> a Caesar
2: salad is a universal you salad. You sit at a bus stop eat. with your
0: house. <laughs> yep.
2: No one, no one's eating a strawberry, ch- wants a strawberry chicken salad at that time of year. You want that oh salad in the wintertime, or in the summertime. You don't want that in the wintertime, you want it in the
0: summertime. A Caesar salad is a universal salad. Get a Caesar salad any time What's of year. What's the difference between a Caesar salad and a strawberry chicken salad? I I, Both I have chicken, both have lettuce. Yeah, It's the strawberries. B- both have some the cheese. The
2: strawberries do not belong on the salad in the wintertime. That's a summer in seasonal unseasonally salad.
1: unseasonally warm... Winter though, I mean, this winter has not been exactly. It has, exactly, been enough, it been has not been well below. I mean, it's been, it's been, a, been a perfect winter. and by, and it's one of the best things that they make down there. It's awesome. I think it's okay. delicious.
2: Would you eat chili on a hot
0: July day? Okay, that's, that's a that's a fair point. You know what? That's Actually, a fair point.
1: Dawn has made chili before in July, and it's fine because she doesn't uh, use a ton of beans. Because to, real chili to me, is this is like
0: rectangle, beans. square, square, rectangle, where like. I'm okay eating salads year round, but I'm with that. I'm probably not ordering really? chili on August fifth. I don't have rules.
1: I, I don't have rules. I don't discriminate against foods based on temperature. <laughs> I think it matters. You even you see that at the deli, they don't put out the kebabs in the winter time. The kebabs aren't out. The kebabs okay. are only out in sh- the summer. They should
0: though, which is weird because kebabs oh, are right. a warm food. So well, why can't I eat kebabs in the winter? Why because can't they assume I assume you're going to
1: grill them and you're not going to be yeah, grilling because they it's they a assume... seasonal. In, Food, it, right? But 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 any salad is not seasonal.
0: Our air fryer has a grill setting on it, and I would oh, be appreciative if the grocery stores I mean, yes. would keep the kebabs going year round. You could, kebabs I, you could do kebabs. Also second that, by the way.
1: Yeah. But um, that salad was delicious, and I I do not think that there is yeah. any any time of year that that salad does not fit my agenda.
2: It was I phenomenal. Greek, I had a Greek salad with dinner last night. We picked up a Greek salad at our local pizza place. The best salad, the Greek salad, You're really splitting weird the hairs. Number here, one though. salad. By the way, I want to. So again,
0: Greek salad has lettuce. Probably has some chicken or some other protein in it. Some vegetables. So the like. So your issue is. The strawberries. It's not salads in the winter time. It's strawberries, strawberries. in the winter time.
2: Strawberries are not on a salad in the winter time.
0: What fruits are favorite. acceptable in the wintertime? or do you just not eat fruit between?
2: No, we eat fruit. We we eat a lot of apples. Vinny and I love apples. Vietnam okay so well, let's say test. it was like I an like apple apart on an deck,
0: apple is it gorgonzola what's the cheese like an apple oh, yeah, gorgonzola, gorgonzola chicken salad oh
2: that sounds good
0: with but walnuts I don't know if i'm getting
2: on the winter time though i don't know if i'm getting on the winter time
0: okay so you just said apples are a winter time fruit we eat them yeah cheese lettuce or walnuts is our walnuts where you're oh, drawing no. the
2: line uh, the, i will i actually draw a line. i loathe nuts and salad I, I, I don't like that extra crunch, and I don't like that. Oh, I've never been a big nuts in salad. I'm very, I'm clearly very picky with my salad. Yeah, I was gonna Let's, say. I, I think, think that's feel like like more, more. This is more of a you thing
1: here. than an actual <laughs> interpretation of salad rules. Okay. All right.
0: Well, a oh, walnut. <laughs> oh, hold food. your water. Good fat. Hey! What's that? All right. There's your hard count today.
1: <laughs> Good fat
0: on purple daily. Okay, before we go, we have a mock.
1: I want a mock! Mock! mock!
0: We have I a mock, and we have, helping to present this mock, the Score North Merchandise Store. So we are actually transitioning to a different merchandise platform. And so right now, through the end of the month, everything remaining in the Score North shop is 20% off. The Before I Die swag, Victory Monday, Purple Daily, we have Flagrant Howl stuff in there, and more. Use the promo code SALE at checkout. ScoreNorth.com slash shop. Promo code SALE for 20% off. Here's a mock from the 33rd team, boys. This is Rick Spielman's part of this. I don't think he had anything to do with this mock. It's uh, Marcus Mosher is the mocker here. Two rounds. It's two rounds. All right. It's the pre-combine 33rd team mock. Bears taking Caleb Williams. Commanders taking Jaden Daniels, Patriots taking Drake May, okay. so we'll flip flop there. Okay. Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals, Brock Bowers tight end Georgia to the Chargers, Malik Neighbors wide receiver LSU to the Giants. Titans take Joe Alt tackle Notre Dame, Falcons take Roma Dunze wide receiver Washington, Bears take Terrian Arnold cornerback Alabama. Jets take Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle, Penn State. This is a new name, I think. The Vikings with the 11th overall pick. Select out of Toledo, cornerback Quinan Mitchell. Mm. Six foot, 196 pounds, senior cornerback. The Vikings desperately need another outside cornerback, and Mitchell would be a perfect fit in Brian Flores' defense. He's highly aggressive, has elite ball skills. Oh boy, let's go! Football. <laughs> he and Terry and Arnold are battling to be the first cornerback off the board. J.J. McCarthy goes next to the Broncos. By the way.
1: Oh boy, interesting. Feels like Spielman might might have snuck in, played a role. <laughs> hey Rick, what do you think about the Vikings? Take a cornerback. Just take then- a cornerback.
0: Is that what he sounds like?
1: Well, I mean, he'd like to take a... (laughs) Let's, you know, be honest about it. Rick did like taking cornerbacks. Take Take my cues. Take my cues. Do it again.
0: And then in the second round, the Vikings take, out of West Virginia, center, Zach Frazier.
1: I I want want a mock! Mock!
0: Wow, is they a place to He's listed as a. It says center only. He's an he's an athletic center only prospect who utilizes his FBI and footwork. FBI. What? Football instincts. Body football instincts. Football instincts. Football
2: Football.
0: intuition. Intellect. Intellect. Football intellect. But his lack of size, strength, and power make it difficult for him to flex out oh, to other positions. So he is exclu- You're gambling that he is your starting center going forward. I like it.
1: So is, is Bradbury moved to left guard and rising or not brought back? Yeah,
2: trade him for a pack of peanuts, side.
1: Okay, I don't like the, the scouting report, though.
0: The uh, so his strength... strengths are playing in space, footwork, and run lane anchor.
1: Football. Okay, I, I want to hear that he's strong and likes to maul people.
0: His weaknesses are anchoring versus bull rushes okay, and no. power in the run game. Not
1: with defensive tackles. Football. No. I, I don't like this.
0: <laughs> so he does have a toughness score that's very high, it says on here. But yeah, amazing. the Vikings get a cornerback and a center. No defensive help, and they or at least pass trenches. On
1: J.J. McCarthy.
0: And they pass on J.J. McCarthy. So there's your latest two round mock from the 33rd team. Gentlemen. I want a mock. Mock.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. right. Cool. And yeah, mark your calendars. April 25th, night one of the draft, the Purple Daily, third annual Purple Daily draft party at the Fillmore in Minneapolis. And we'll give you more details later on this month. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Is paying Justin Jefferson the right step?